0: You're, you're, you're listening to the World Wide Sports Radio Network.
1: You're tuned into DC's DFS Challenge
2: with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto. Live on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: And what is up, everybody out there? We are back. This is the DC's DFS Challenge Show. I am your host, Dan Mater. After a two-week hiatus, I am excited to be back here
1: with my host, Chris Pinto. My man, how are you doing tonight? Dan, I'm doing great down here in Texas, man. Early voting happened. We got out this morning. It was a brisk 58 degrees. We ran around Texas A&M University, and then we voted, and it was fun. So, great day of college football as well, so can't complain.
0: Yeah, I mean, everything's been going fireworks over there on this Saturday football and uh, I, yeah, I'm excited to be back. Had a nice little two weekend, long weekend hiatuses uh, from the show. You guys did a great job filling in at Belly of Fantasy Sports, though. And we're back here now on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN. If you're looking for your iOS apps, good to be back on this streaming software. Good to be back with these guys. They always hook us up and put us on the greatest platform in the world, hence the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. So, in case you have missed the show, or in case you're new to this show, this is the DC's DFS Challenge Show, which means we're going over all the DFS content that you could possibly handle. We're going to talk about our DraftKings lineups, give you a couple of sleepers. We're going to talk about our FanDuel lineups, give you a couple of sleepers there as well. And, of course, the second half of the show, we're going to have Chaz Flority of Sports Betting Weekly coming on to help us with our sports betting picks of the week. And, of course, having you guys join the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings, where you can win and become eligible to win $100 to championshipfootballs.com, which, of course, is Chaz Flaherty's website. We can get a lot of great sports memorabilia. And this is the last week for October. We have three winners so far. You guys win this week. We'll draw the names out of a hat. We'll be picking them next week. Chris will be putting out his hat. You see on his head right now, pick those names out and then that will select the lucky winner who gets a hundred dollars to championship footballs.com. So very excited. Make sure you click the link. Chris will share that out later on social media at belly up fantasy on both Facebook and Twitter. So you'll be able to see it there. All right. With no further ado, sir, let's go ahead. Let's dive into what your DFS DraftKings lineup is for this weekend.
1: All right. All right. All right. I mean, Golly, that's there's just so many elite plays right now, and so many value plays out there right now. And so many wide receivers, so many wide receivers, and the running backs right now. I mean, we were talking about it earlier before we came online, and I was just like, man, I can't handle it. There's so many value uh, running backs right now to let me play these elite wide receivers. So, the the value plays I had this week were uh, Giovanni Bernard for the Cincinnati Bengals against the Four and two Cleveland Browns. Uh, the over under of this game is 50 and a half points. And the Browns are allowing almost 700 yards to the running back position, uh, close to 23 and a third point per game, 15th against the running back. And Giovanni Bernard at $4,500. Gotta stick him in there, right? No Joe Mixon. So wanted to capitalize on that, right? I know you were talking about him too, but you got a sneaky play uh, that I was just like, golly, it's just too late in the day. I just want to do all of it. So <laughs> I went with Gio. And then I went with David Johnson for $5,300. I mean, Green Bay is just begging running backs, right? They're 4-1. The over-under in this game is 57 points, so lots of points to be had in this. David Johnson is the workhorse guy for the Houston Texans, my Houston Texans, so obviously I'm going to be a homer on this one and uh, go with that. The, the Green Bay Packers, though, over 800 yards is the running back position and almost 40 points per game. They're the last in the league against running backs, so come on, if this is the week – or. It's gonna. If this, I'm sorry. I'm a little. Let me go again.
2: You know what I'm trying to say. It out. If
1: this is gonna happen. It's gonna happen this week with David Johnson. There we go. With with those two sneaky, you know, value plays, it let me pay up for Devonte Adams. It let me pay up for DK Metcalf, and it let me pay up for DeAndre Hopkins. Nuke. You know, these are three huge elite wide receivers like I was talking huge. about, and I got to play them in my lineup. So. Super Let me ask right you this real you
0: quick play. though. On that, DeAndre Hopkins, you not worried about his ankle injury?
1: You know I am, but he's played through a lot of injuries before. He's questionable to play, obviously. Uh, the late game too, because they moved it back. But I'm still getting to play him in this uh, in this early slate, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a little worried about it, but I think my man Nuke's going to come out on Sunday Night Football and just rain bombs with Kyler Murray, the quarterback that I started as well in this. Um, You know, Quentin Dunbar and Griffin really don't concern me too, too much against Seattle, obviously. They're last against wide receivers, 32nd. Um, And then on the opposite side, DK Metcalf's got a pretty, pretty uh, stout matchup, I guess, against Patrick Peterson. You got the three Bs and Byron Buda and Banjo as well in that secondary. So DK's the man, though. I mean, Jesus, what's he doing out there? Just They're calling him new Megatron. He's leading the league in all sorts of categories. Um, I got this crazy stat right here that I just wrote down. There we go. DK on passes 20 plus yards downfield. He's got 296 yards. That is greater than 15 teams in the NFL. And then he also leads the league in three touchdowns as well in those DK Metcalf. Awesome. And like I mentioned earlier with the uh David Johnson, 57 points in the over-under for Devontae Adams is my third wide receiver. Can't go wrong with this guy, right? Especially with no Aaron Jones. I'm hoping that Aaron Rodgers just throws him 50 balls tomorrow. So, uh, sneaky play though for me, I guess, was Brandon Ayuk your guy, right? Against the yeah, Patriots. I Patriots. him. Yeah. 4,100 bucks. I got him in there. Uh, yeah, the defense is pretty good. You got Stefan Gilmore, the McCordy Twins, and then JC Jackson, but they take away your strongest guy. So, George Kittle, sorry for you. You'll get the Stefan Gilmore shadow, hopefully. And Brandon, and I, you can hopefully do some uh, rookie magic for me tomorrow. But that's my lineup. I like
0: it. You, I mean, look, you take some shots where you need to need to get some contrarian plays. The Brandon I play is definitely contrarian play because I think a lot of people are going to look at him and say, well, Debo Samuel looks like he's taking the lead now over Brandon Ayuk, but he has that big play capability. They do have him on the end arounds, and without Raheem Mostert, they're going to incorporate the wide receivers into the running game. It's just going to be part of what Shanahan is going to do. So it's not a bad pick there whatsoever. He only takes one play. To your point, Stephon Gilmore might be shadowing George Kittle or at least probably half the time, if nothing else. So, yeah, it's not a sneaky little play there. I like the rest of your lineup. You got a lot of top-end firepower, way to fit that in there. I think it's a nice, strong balance. I was going back and forth I've initially. Initially, I wanted Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams as my stack, and that was, that was where I was going at first. But I had this feeling come over me, which was I had to get Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara both in my lineup. That's scary. And I, had, I had to go for the jugular. I had to do it. So I got them both in there. What I wound up doing is going with Joe Burrow at $5,500, put him as the quarterback, going up against Cleveland Browns. Do I expect him to throw for 61 times like he did the first time around? No. Do I care? No. Because Joe Mixon's out. Genevieve Bernard, the best thing that he does is catch the football. This offense is going to flow through Burrow. Even if it's not 61 times, is a very good chance it's going to be 50 times in this game. I will take him with that volume, with the development of T. Higgins, with now the new role. They look like they have A.J. Green in and where he's flourishing at now. He's running a new route pattern. I take all of that offense against the Cleveland Browns defense. That's shaky at best at times. And I'm going to play him at $5,500. It doesn't get much cheaper than that. And you don't get much of a ceiling, much more of a ceiling than the guy you're getting at $5,500. I couldn't believe he was priced that cheaply. So because of that, like I said, Kamara Hunt, I stuck with Devontae Adams as the wide receiver. Because after last week, I think there's going to be a focus on, not just getting the passing game right because Aaron Jones is out, but there's going to be a focus on getting Devontae Adams back to what we saw in week one. There's going to be a focus on that out of the green Bay Packers against Houston. Love the matchup too much. I like paying up for both Kamara and Devontae Adams in a tournament league because there's not a lot of people who are going to do that. So it becomes a contrarian matchup by doing that as well. And it's where you can find the value at my lead value at wide receivers, Christian Kirk at $4,900 going up against Seattle. I've been talking about this the entire time, the entire season. Somebody else besides DeAndre Hopkins was going to have to emerge at some point. They're finally allowing Christian Kirk to play ahead of Larry Fitzgerald. That's why his target share has jumped through the roof. It's why all of a sudden now he's at 81%. Had the big game against Dallas last week. And let's be real. What's the difference between Dallas' secondary and Seattle's secondary? I don't know if there is one at this point. So I'm going to take Christian Kirk, take his big play capability, take into the fact that DeAndre Hopkins is still struggling with an ankle injury, and it's definitely obvious, especially after that Monday night game, and I expect him to make a big play in this one. The other guy I went with is one of my favorites to go with is Deontay Johnson. When he's healthy and he's in there all four quarters, he is the number one wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a plus matchup against the Tennessee Titans for a Deontay Johnson type who's going to see double-digit targets in this game. God willing, that he makes it pass the first quarter because that's the last time he burned me on that one. But at $4,200, you have no risks there. It's nothing but upside at $4,200. So I went with Deontay Johnson there as my third wide receiver, and then I followed it up with my number two tight end on the week, TJ Hawkinson, up against the Atlanta Falcons, They don't have to target him between the 20s because they haven't been, but they don't have to against Atlanta. You could target him in the red zone, which they have been doing, and Atlanta will give up three touchdowns to this guy because that's how horrible they are against everybody, but especially against the tight ends. They just give up touchdowns to the tight ends like it's candy. I'm going with TJ Hawkinson at $5,000. I think he's like the fifth-priced tight end on DraftKings this week. Definitely taking him. And then, of course, I went with Jamal Williams. No Aaron Jones. I expect the Packers to pass a little bit more. No matter what you think the split might be between A.J. Dillon and Jamal Williams, I think we could all agree that he'll get the majority of work, but he'll also get all of the receiving work. And we're talking about that from DraftKings, talking about from full-point PPR, not to mention his body type. They do like him in the goal line. I'm going to take Jamal Williams at $4,000. How could you not? So then I come back, and I had enough money left over to get what was my number one defense on the week, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Raiders, Offensive line wasn't able to practice much this week. Trent Brown's not going to play. Josh Jacobs is in for one hell of a day. And so is Derek Carr for that matter. This Tampa Bay defense is playing like the number one defense in the NFL right now. I expect them to tee off on this Raiders team who's kind of just kind of behind the eight ball coming into this game plan and coming into the practice week. So I wound up going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel really, really good about my DraftKings lineup this, this particular week for sure. Really good about that. So now we went through both of our lineups for DraftKings. Kick it off now. We'll switch over to FanDuel. I know a lot of people like to play FanDuel as well. Kind of different rules, have a little bit more money. Guys cost a little bit more, a little bit of a different creation that you kind of have to make. So, Chris, what did you come up with this week?
1: So there was a lot of stuff going on here in College Station. I really didn't want to switch it up too much. I didn't have a lot of free time. But I did upgrade from Brandon oop to A.J. Brown. 6800 bucks on FanDuel gave me the extra cap I needed to get a top-end guy like this in my flex. So I kept it all the same, and I just went really high on uh, A.J. Brown on this one.
0: Chris said I had things to do, so I (laughs) kept it moving. (laughs) Well, that's okay because I switched up my lineup in some areas, not all areas. I still have Kamara. I still have Jamal Williams, and I still have Christian Kirk. But everybody else was different in this lineup. I went, decided to go. I wanted to go with the Matthew Stafford-Kenny Galladay combo. I God, the such a sick
1: stack, isn't it? It could just go so, so hard this weekend.
0: <laughs> that game should be a shootout. No defensive play. Both teams bomb out in the fourth quarter. So who knows what's going to happen? But my number one thing is that people are sleeping on Matthew Stafford because he hasn't been that great so far this year, at least not from a fantasy standpoint anyway. I have him as my fifth quarterback on the week. I'm like, if I'm going to believe in Matthew Stafford, I might as well play him here at FanDuel. I might as well go with Kenny Galladay, who also is in need of a get-right game. They got the running game right last week. This week against the Atlanta Falcons, it's the passing attack turn. So I love this combo. I love I was able to go with this stack. Then I followed it up. I wanted to go with another number one wide receiver. I wanted to make sure that I was protecting myself, and I wanted to stay in the Detroit-Atlanta game. So I got Julio Jones there for $8,300 on FanDuel. Had a big week last week. Matt Ryan looked like a different player. The Falcons looked like a different team all the way around. Going up against Detroit, again, shootout. I want all pieces of shootouts, especially when I'm this confident that we're going to have one in this game. I took out Julio Jones there. And then I followed it up with Jared Cook at the tight end position. No Michael Thomas, no Emmanuel Sanders. Somebody else besides Alvin Kamara is going to have to catch the football, especially when it gets into the red zone. Even if Jared Cook doesn't have a big impact between the 20s, I expect him to go for two touchdowns in this game against Carolina, which also could be a shootout based on the way the Saints defense has played up until this point. Carolina is going to be able to keep them on their toes and keep them having a the score. And what I love the most is that it's in New Orleans, which means Drew Brees will always play better when he's at home. True story. <laughs> this one, I brought in Kenyon Drake for the flex position. Seattle's listed as a top 10 defense against running backs. That is a farce. It is a farce because nobody has to do anything besides throw the ball deep down the field on them. That's why they're top 10 as running backs. Kenyon Drake has been getting at least 18 carries every single week. He finally had a big week last week against Dallas. And for some, there's some guys out there where it just takes that one confidence boost where they just kind of have to get back on track. Yes, most of his production came on a garbage time touchdown, but sometimes that's all you need to get that spark back. Sometimes it's all you need to get that confidence back. That's why I like him this week against Seattle. There's going to be a lot of points scored in that Sunday night game, even if it winds up being a cheap touchdown like you got last week on the one yard line. I expect Kenyon Drake to score in this game. The only thing that's a little disheartening is that, can I say I expect him to get involved in the past game? No, because he hasn't to this point. But I can say as long as he's going to get 20 touches, which has been something consistent for him, I feel pretty good at what he's able to do against Seattle. He's really cheap on FanDuel, only $6,000. Put him in your flex, and then you're able to create other lineups off of that. And of course, I had to pay up for defense and FanDuel. I had to go, and I had to at least get Buffalo in one of my lineups against the Jets. No Jameson Crowder. I don't know what offensively they're going to do at all tomorrow's game. Buffalo Bills' number one defense on the week, hands down. I don't even know if you can argue that.
1: No, you can't argue that at all. I mean, golly, New York (laughs) Jets was
2: terrible.
0: Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go to a quick break, come back on the other side. We're going to give you our sleepers that we did not plug into our lineups on DraftKings and FanDuel. So make sure you stay tuned right after this.
2: This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: And welcome back, everyone. You are listening to DC's DFS Challenge Show. I am your host, Dan Maynard, along with my co-host here, Chris Pinto. We are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, and of course, presented to you by Belly Up Sports. Chris, we've been talking about our DraftKings lineups, our FanDuel lineups. Now we got to go into a couple of sleepers for both DraftKings and FanDuel that weren't in our lineups that guys can also kind of look at for tournament purposes, for some training purposes, for some cheap purposes. What did you get this week?
1: Well, I got a couple guys that are like, I should have just plugged in my lineup, but... For DFS purposes, right, you got at $5,000 on DraftKings, Antonio Gibson going up against a 23rd-ranked defense. The Dallas Cowboys just look atrocious right now, giving up almost 26 points per game to the running backs. Antonio Gibson, he should be primed to have a huge game this week. Um, and then also, I got a guy that, you know, fantasy analysts all offseason been touting, and he just really hasn't come to fruition yet. But I think this is the game that he gets it at. For forty two hundred dollars, Jesus. Let's get Zach Moss in there against the Jets, man. The twenty sixth ranked defense against the or twenty sixth ranked defense against running backs, almost thirty points per game. You start everyone against the Jets, right? I mean, Dan, you were, I was, I, I just, I guess, I never watched the Jets before this year until I met you, and you were just like, just watch the Jets, and I haven't. I'm like wow, I just want to burn my eyes out. It's crazy bad. <laughs>
0: that's just right, because like, you're the one asking me, like, why does everyone hate Adam Gase so much? I'm like, where do you mean? Where have you been, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no joke. <laughs> I actually watched a Dolphin or a Jet game. That's why we hate Adam Gase so much.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, golly. I, I mean, on a uh, Belly Up Dancing Live, we told Adam Gase to F off on a uh, Wednesday. So there you go. A yeah. whole maybe on that, on that notion. You guys but, and everybody
0: else.
1: not so, You guys and everybody else. We got a, you know, against the Houston Texans, poorest defense, 40 points per game, MVS at 4,100 bucks. And then a guy that I, here we go again, against the Jets, Gabriel Davis, no Smokey Brown, $3,600. Gabriel Davis, in every game that John Brown has not played in, Gabriel Davis has scored at least 10 points in PPR formatting. Yeah. here you go. No John yeah. Brown. He should score like 40 points, right? So, Don't quote me on that, but he's going to score more than 10. There
0: you go. No, I I love that. I almost made him one of my sleepers. I'm glad you did because I saw you go in a different direction, but I am glad that you said that because, yes, he has performed well. He has been targeted every time John Brown has actually been inactive going into the game. There is a rapport there with Josh Allen. I love Gabriel Davis there. Super cheap, super contrarian, definitely a nice little sticky value, definitely a highlight for me on that one. For me on DraftKings, I had to go with, Kenyon Drake, even though I put him in my FanDuel lineup, but he's only $4,800 on DraftKings. It just, I'm not going to go into analysis again, obviously, but it just, it just doesn't make any sense. This is a running back who has big play potential and is getting near 20 touches a game. It should be a no-brainer. The other guy that we do need to talk about, he might be a little bit obvious, but I do want to influence some confidence into people because some people have been burned by this guy before and that's Traquan Smith he's at four thousand dollars there's no Emmanuel Sanders there's no Michael Thomas I know people are gonna be like I've heard this story before and I've been burned by him he did perform well earlier this season when Michael Thomas first went out and Emmanuel Sanders was not immersed into the offense just yet he performed well at that point so I expect him to be able to come in, he's going to get at least 8 to 10 targets. We talked about this game being a shootout. I don't see why Treyquan Smith will not be able to at least return value for you at $4,000 number 1. But number 2 should be an upside play that you can then create another lineup around. Have the confidence play Treyquan Smith. Don't worry about being burned from him before. On Fanduel, I went with your boy, I went with David Johnson at $6,300. The upside isn't necessarily there, but if you're looking for a flex play where you're like, I just need a solidified guy who based on the matchup should have some upside. That should be David Johnson against the green Bay Packers. Very good. Like I said, very good matchup. You wish you would get more involved in the passing game. If he ever gets more involved in the passing game, I think we'll see more of his ceiling type of games, but so far he's looked healthy. And what I've been more impressed by is the offensive play calling since Bill O'Brien has left. They've been using more multiple formations, more under center. It's, not quite going the way they want to with the running game, but it has been getting progressively better each and every week. So I do like David Johnson's $6,300 to give you back some pretty good value. And I stuck with the Houston Texans on this one. I went with Brandon Cooks as my wide receiver on FanDuel at $5,900. Will Fuller is going to be matched up on J.R. Alexander. Brandon Cooks, who's been very involved the past couple of weeks been seeing double digit targets, is going to have the big mismatch on the other side of the field on a consistent basis. I love him, especially when you're talking about full point PPR leagues, which we are with FanDuel. So that is what I went with as my sleepers for you guys this week. We're going to take one more quick break on the other side. We're going to come back with Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. And we're going to go over our bets of the week. We'll talk to you about some team totals and some other exciting bets that he's doing. We'll give you our line bets and our upset picks of the week. So just stay tuned right after this.
2: This is D.C.'s DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
0: And help me turn my mic on. And we are back. The D.C.'s DFS Challenge here. I am your host, Dan Mader, along with my co-host, Chris Pinto. We are on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN, and presented to you by Belly Up Sports. And, of course, our very special guest, Mr. Chaz Filardi, coming in from Sports Betting Weekly to give us his big bets on the week. Chaz, how are you doing today, sir?
2: You know what? Welcome back.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be back.
2: Yeah, we're uh, we got our ass kicked while you were gone. So we're glad you're back.
0: <laughs> I'm bringing back the good luck charm for you guys, for everybody. We're going to try to win some money this weekend, man.
2: Well, the college games, Chris said great. Give me juju for the college games, but the NFL and I'm not blaming you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. It's your money. You go to the window or you or you deposit in your account, whichever way you transfer the money for those tickets. You do it for a reason. And uh, sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. But the last couple of weeks I was wrong enough that I I stopped and I reassessed how I was looking at things. And the, really, it's so true. Every aspect of your life from handicapping to picking your fantasy team to going out to dinner is impacted when the world's got millions of people dying. You know?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. And it's just throwing a curveball into all of our lives and everything like that. And it's just, it's tough to overcome. But we need our entertainment. We need our vices. We need, we need this. We need to be able to bet. We need it's not just about betting. It's about having fun. It's about having a distraction. Having something to look forward to. Something to get you excited. Which is hopefully what we do with this show as well. Now, Chaz, I know you're a big master on these team totals and everything like that. And you're a big master on this live betting. And and you're looking at you know, a lot of different things all at once. What are some of the big ones that you have for us today?
2: Well, you know what? I'm I'm going back to a little more team totals where I'm looking at, okay, what do I think? And again, remember, it's no different when you're putting your roster together. It's what you think is going to happen. How you think a matchup is going to play, how you think things are going to go. So I, I didn't have hardly any team totals last week. And it wasn't that I didn't see any. They're just, they're, they're really high and they're giving me minus 170 on some of them yeah you yeah. know you yeah. can't win money at minus 170 so but i always tell people in in ufc and in soccer the minus 300s and minus 400s sometimes are the easiest winners so you have to say to yourself how do i how am i going to bet this and when you're dealing with 10 dollar bets you know maybe a minus you know, 340 isn't going to change your day, but if you can throw it out 340 and you know, pick up $100, say, say it's one of those fights where it doesn't make it out of the first round. Well, you know what? That was an easy $100. So we're going to try to, to not let the lines impact us because, as you know, the lines are really dictated by human beings and their action with their money.
0: Absolutely. And I, I love the tweet that you put out earlier in the week too. make sure you guys follow Chaz at second half Chaz and of course, at B- sports betting weekly and you put out a good point talking about soccer. Uh, I was in the article that you wrote here for belly up fantasy sports. And it was talking about, you know, if you can put down, you know, $3,000 and you bet on these, you know, minus 300 games, and you walk away with $1,000 at the end of the day, because it was an easy bet. Well, you're still gonna be pretty happy with about that. So there's just different ways, like you said, it depends on how you can bet and what you can bet.
2: So, yeah, so I'm, I'm down. I think I'm down to like $1,700. So what I'm doing is I'm going to be consistent. I, I, I tell my son all the time, who do you like? You know, I tell him who I like. He goes, well, do you have any parlays? I'll always have a parlay if I can with at least four teams. And the reason I do that is anything less than four isn't worth it. If I go three and one and I have four straight bets and a quarter or a half unit parlay, then I won money. If you go three and one or two and one on a three teamer, you lose money. So that's what we're doing again this this week. We're going with the Carolina game. We're going over Carolina, New Orleans. I saw McCaffrey's brother playing today from Nebraska. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some more comments about that too. Actually, seeing how what he's going to be able to do. So we got the Carolina game. What other, what other games do you have?
2: Well, and then because I think it's going over, I think part of the reason it's going over is New Orleans team totals going over, but I'm not really sure if they're going to cover. And so I'm going to do that. Then in the Cincinnati game, now you guys are in Ohio, right?
0: No, I'm in New Jersey. Chris is well, in Texas. Well, you're
2: on the East Coast, but the belly up sports is in Ohio.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Brown. Yeah. He's in Ohio. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so I imagine that Cincinnati game's important. So I played that game, but I didn't play it because I liked the game. I play because Cleveland's allowing a lot of points. Now, last week, we had the over in the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. We, we got a push in the first quarter. We won the first half. And, of course, if one team scores 10 or 7 points, 7 or 10 points from one team almost is never going to get you the over. Uh, in, not in the pros. In college, you could, but not in the pros. Because the pros aren't going to score 50-something points. So we're going with the Cincinnati team total over. Then I like Green Bay. You know when I like Green Bay last week and it was ten to nothing, I was really feeling pretty good. <laughs> right. And I owed I owed uh if you listen to the show last week, I, I owe Tom Brady an apology. So Tom, I am sorry. <laughs> uh, and then I saw Pittsburgh. I like how you do it on
0: this show and not your show, but yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah,
2: well I know I bashed him. On, I think I bashed him on your show. I thought it was only right. <laughs> so then I got over Pittsburgh, Tennessee game, and then I'm coming back with Tampa Bay, and I like the Tampa Bay team. Total over. So, in, in a couple of the games that I'm going, I got three team totals. One of them, I'm only betting that Cincinnati. That's the only bet I'm making in that game. One of them, I have the over as well, and one of them, I have Tampa Bay. I have the side. So, I'm shaking it up a little bit. I'm doing the same thing, you know. Want to win a hundred dollars, and we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. I mean- I like all those bets, especially the Tampa Bay one going up against the Raiders, which offensively, who knows what they're going to be able to do with the offensive line. not have been being able to uh, practice this entire week and this array. They're kind of in at the moment. Not only don't have to mention it, the, the Tampa Bay defense is going to get a lot of turnovers for Tom Brady. Chris Godwin's there. Mike Evans is probably as healthy as he's been at any point this season. Ronald Jones is there. Leonard Fournette's back and healthy. Rob Gronkowski looks like he's probably playing a little bit more explosive, so Picking the over on Tampa Bay, I think, is a real solid bet against a shaky Raiders defense that also is not going to have Jonathan Abram
2: this week because he's on the COVID reserve. Fantasy question: Sure, how do they handle when a guy like Brown comes to a new team? Who gets to pick him on their team?
0: Whoever gets him on the waivers first. It's a mad hey, rush man. to the waiver wire.
2: So on, so with you guys, I mean, you literally like if you're at work, you have to stop what you're doing and.
0: Yeah, what are you kidding? What do you think I have an Apple Watch for? Just so I can go,
1: boop, 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 done. If you lose, no child with the guys like us, like Dan and us, like we already had him already there, so – well, yeah,
0: I mean, I pulled the Adam Schefter all the time, which is like he went and picked up, uh, I think you believe he believed he and picked up Antonio Brown in one of his fantasy leagues and then broke the news about him possibly signing. That's what I do all the time because I run the news stuff for Belly of Fantasy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, until I don't I make sure I take care of daddy first before we go ahead and tell everybody else about what's going on. So I always got a little bit of an edge on in that in that sense of it.
2: Well, they do that on the airplane. Remember, take care of your put yourself with the yeah, oxygen exactly. mask on then worry about the guys in your other fantasy league.
0: You guys can breathe after I do.
2: Yeah. 100%. That's, it, man. That's <laughs> it. So, so, so here's where we're at tonight. SMU was our play. It's a team total only. We need 30 points and they don't have any points. So uh, what I'm going to do is again, ask you guys to give that good NCAA juju. But tonight, look, we got tonight. We got some Aztec I action see going down. I love that. First, first week of the year that we talked you guys and I, that there's a game after I hang up. Otherwise, I'm jonesing. I mean, I get all excited talking to you guys, and then I, I'm watching movies with my wife, and I love my wife, and I love her movies, but, you know, you can only watch Sophie's Choice so many times. <laughs> yeah, you
0: you got to get that you know, adrenaline rush. You got to get that nightcap on the adrenaline right. rush at the end of it. That, that's, what, that's what you need right there. So let's go. We got another game right after this show. Chris, hit us up. What are your
1: two lock picks of the week, sir? Chaz. You got to think about these guys right now. And these are super locks. I'm, it, it's just the chalk,
2: right? The Bills over the Jets and the Chiefs over the Broncos. Come on. Too easy. No, I, I like them both. But I, here's what I thought Both on both of those. First of all, the Broncos against the spread have a very good win-loss record. Sure. And nine and a half points is the kind of thing where you're up by 15 and you're dominating and a backdoor cover the the reason i didn't take the jets and and on our show one of the guys took the other team and he said i'm taking buffalo not because i really take a buffalo but i'm betting against the, the jets it's just it's too many points for me um and i'm i'm may i'm being a little conservative well sometimes you got to be conservative that's all that's between those two games it's 20 something points and it's an nfl games
0: I really yeah, you really not about the exact long. two lock games, Exact two same ones, Chiefs and, and Bills, 100%. The best I don't, teams. No I
2: doubt mean, about
1: it.
0: Yeah, I mean, with, with Jameson Crowder out, we talked about a little bit during the DFS segment, I, I don't know what the Jets offensively are going to be able to attack with. Denzel Mims is a rookie. He's making his debut. Big whoop-de-doo. Rashad Perryman comes in. Maybe he can give you something. Sam Darnold comes back, but... That's not his skill set to throw the ball deep, which is what they want Perryman to do in the first place. I don't know where they attack at. Adam Gase wants to keep running Frank Gore for who knows what reason for 14 times a game for negative three yards. It's, it's, It's absolutely insane. And I think that I would have a problem with it if the Bills had actually won last week. But because they had such a bad week, I feel like they're looking at this as an opportunity to get right again. Because really, they've had two weeks in a row where they haven't played very well, particularly Josh Allen. They need to get his confidence back. They need to get that team rolling back in the right direction. That's why I tend to think this won't be a divisional let's do what we got to do to win. I think it's going to be let's walk in there, put their clear on, our, their on the throat, get out of there with the win and feel good about ourselves heading into next week. It's kind of like with college football. You have a little still tune-up games with the high-powered teams. I feel like this is a tune-up game for the Bills in this one where they could. you could have gave me 16 points for the Jets, and I still would have put – uh, the Bills as the lock pick of the week, the way I was kind of looking at, it. and the Chiefs too. Seven and a half, I thought was a low stat line. I thought this game was going to be about ten, and if it was about ten, I was going to stay away from it. But seven and a half, I feel pretty confident about the Chiefs being able to get ten or more points, basically be able to pull this game out by two or more scores. Drew Lock's terrible. The Chiefs defense is getting back their pass rushers in this game. So they're going to have a little bit more Chris Jones' is back. He's healthy in this game. So that's kind of been the difference for me heading into this matchup against Drew Locke. I just don't see it out of him. There's a lot of side distractions there going on with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay and what's going on there. I just don't see it where the Chiefs won't win this game by more than by less than two scores, I should say, because they're minus seven and a half.
2: I got two two points one let's talk about the jets they had a guy that was so good that another team wanted him but he's he even though he was traded he played for them and they still didn't score a point not one point so you're absolutely right they they, they're 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 just they're so dysfunctional the other thing is in the denver game the line's now up to nine and a half so when i got it i didn't get on it early you know that blackout early
0: that was it was seven and a half this afternoon (laughs)
2: <laughs> right? well, when I when I got it this morning, I printed up it was nine and a half on my line. So, okay. um, yeah. But what but what I wanted to bring up was the fact that the the blackout contest, the blackout pile. Do you guys do that college football contest? Uh, I, I do. I do not. Okay, Chris. I do not, but I need to. I love college football. Well, yeah, and and it's you know it's a confidence pool. You know, from one to fifteen this week. Okay. And oh my god. It's sucking the life out of me. <laughs> it really is. So by the time I get to the NFL, I feel like it's so much easier because at least with the NFL now, you've got you know some guys five, six games. You've seen them. you got to feel for what they are. College, there was teams that were starting for the first time. It's the middle of November, for heaven's sakes. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to take a little while to really know what you got there with college football. So, Chris, why don't you go ahead and now give your upset pick and we can analyze that a little bit.
1: Well, you guys already kind of talked about the uh, the locks for the Bucks and the Packers. Obviously, I'm a homer. The Deshaun Watson, come on, big Rome. Dan, you mentioned Oh, you're
0: going Houston. Of oh, course man. I'm going the Texans. Oh
1: man. Of course I'm going to Texas. Yeah, I mean, three and a half points. Should going over under. The Texans, Big Rome. Romeo Cornell's calling these plays like a like a madman out there. Deshaun just can't talk enough about Deshaun Watson. Obviously, I'm just such a big homer. I'm a Texas kid. Um, and then the opposite side, I know the Bucks have been playing lights out, and the Raiders' offensive line has not practiced at all. I, I drink the Kool-Aid, man. I know Jonathan Abrams isn't going to be there to do so as well, so the Raiders' defense is going to be missing that. But something in my gut just tells me if the Raiders are going to pull this one out. I mean, what? I mean, they beat the the world champions, so –
0: yeah, the difference was the Chiefs don't have that Tampa Bay defense. That kind of what the determining factor. It's one hundred
1: percent true. I just, was Because I can't
0: remember off the top of my head. Do you know what the the spread
1: on that game was? Uh, the over unders fifty two minus one ten and four and a half points.
0: Four and a half points. All right, so that's it's not a bad stat line there, especially because I believe it is in Las Vegas, home.
1: I believe it is yes. A home dog yeah, yeah. that
0: typically has a good record against the line when you have a home dog like that. So not a bad pick there. I'll give you a little leeway. I'm not giving you credit for your homer pick though on Houston. Over That's fair. In- I, I never want
1: the I never want the credit <laughs> on that, but I'm always gonna do it.
0: I actually did. Um, so I actually did a parlay with the Chiefs, but also with my upset pick, which was the Pittsburgh Steelers to win outright. Not that it's a big upset, but they are at plus one and a half. Yeah. And I felt I feel really good about the Steelers winning this week. I know they don't have Devin Bush, but this is a team that has not allowed a running game to get going at any point this season. If Derrick Henry is bottled up and they don't have play-action pass available to them and Ryan Tannehill is under duress, I think they'll be able to do just enough to disrupt that Tennessee offense. And the Pittsburgh offense on the other side is full, is full throttle. Deontay Johnson's back this week. Tennessee's defense has not been very impressive so far to this point. I like the Steelers a lot to win outright. I actually did a parlay when I took the Chiefs minus seven and a half and the Steelers went outright this weekend. Feeling pretty good about that. upset. Like I said, it's not a big upset pick, but there's not really too many games where I felt like there was a big upset pick that I felt comfortable about heading into this one. Very lopsided matchups. This was really the only one where they were getting plus odds to win outright. So I like the Pittsburgh Steelers there. Chaz, tell me what you think about that.
2: Well, that's a 10-0 and game. Think about it. How cool is that? Neither of these teams have lost yet. And yeah. that is just good football. All I want is good football. You know, because the way I bet, I, I end up winning some, I lose some. I usually always win more than I lose. I get a free hobby. But bad football is painful to watch. And as you know, they do that on Thursday. I think it's a conspiracy. They do it on purpose. <laughs> I like, Did you watch yeah, the past
1: Thursday game? <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, now, there is a trend in my in our easy sports data that we use with sports betting lessons. There is a trend of using Pittsburgh in the over in that game. It's it's uh, I use the over. Yeah, I use the over on one of my plays, but I I will use a side bet. And and really, here's how I do it. I kind of take everything. I, I make my plays, the D.C. plays. Those I'm betting with my money. But then I'll sprinkle some some stuff around the edges almost always using it, but maybe trying to string along, maybe an open parlay. I tell you guys about open parlays. I love doing a four-team open parlay in the morning on Sunday, filling it in the afternoon, filling it again Sunday night, and then having it for Monday. And then sometimes I'll even hedge it on Monday because I'm tired. (laughs) You know know how it is. People that don't do what we do don't understand how much – Work It takes and how hard it is and how much time it takes. It's a, it's a grind. So by Monday, sometimes I'm just, I'm, I'm just tired.
0: I I hear you. I'm usually recording one of my episodes for the waiver wire report on Monday night. And when it's done, whether that Monday night game is done or not, I'm usually trying to head to bed. Cause it is, you're doing nothing but prep work all week long. And then you're doing nothing but giving your entire attention span to the games on Sunday to make sure you exactly see what's going on. So you know what to talk about and you know, heading into the following week. So yeah, no, I get it. I like that pick. So I did like the over on the Tennessee Steelers game uh, myself. I think it could be uh, quite a bit of offense in that game, especially quite a bit of an aerial assault on both teams, especially since I don't think Derek Henry is going to be able to get going too much in this game.
2: But if they do stop Derrick Henry, they deserve to win. Cause no one, I mean, I guess what, two, three years now he's just dominated. Remember he dominated for two or three years before he left Alabama too.
0: No, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think the one key that is going against him, unfortunately too, is that Taylor Wands out for the rest of the season and you're going up against the number one rush defense and uh, in, in the NFL. So those two things are where I believe they, you know, you're not going to stop Derrick Henry for 30, 40 yards, but do you hold him under a hundred? I think that's a real possibility in this game.
2: And that's key. That's a key. And, and of course for him, it's 200. <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> I think Josh Norman is still flying in the air after that stiff arm that he gave him on that
2: one. <laughs> he did. He got, he, he got, he got a lot of social media out of that, that poor guy. Cause he's not a bad football player, but you know, the guys that we talked about, remember, I don't know if you were, it was the week you were gone. We talked about, you know, it's like a, a dumpster tackling him's like tackling a dumpster, but it's not the dumpster. Like at your, Apartment complex is the dumpster when you're redoing your house and and they drop the big dumpster off. He's that hard to tackle.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. In case you guys are just tuning in, we are talking with Chaz Flaherty of Sports Betting Weekly, who's also our main sponsor for the D.C.'s D.F.S challenge tournament on DraftKings that you can go ahead and hit the link for on social media sign up for completely free to play and if you win if you're able to beat Chris and myself and you're able to get in that first place for the week you can become an eligible contestant for a drawing to win a hundred dollars at championshipfootballs.com. And this is the last week for the month, we have three winners already for the month of October. This is the last week to be able to join for the month of October, and we'll have the drawing uh next week. Chaz, tell us a little bit about championshipfootballs.com and what you guys have available
2: there. Yeah, we just shipped one today from a prize for the for our prompt me contest. The, the gentleman was a Steelers fan, but we don't have any Steelers footballs because it's been a long time and we sell out. Most of our footballs sell out. We don't keep them forever. We we make so many. And then when the license expires, so both NCAA and NFL eventually will say you can't make them anymore, the license expired. But he took an Alabama 17. It was a reissue. We just reissued them. So yeah, it's the coolest present they'll open that day, guaranteed their full-size souvenir footballs with our custom artwork. And they really are beautiful footballs there's no way to describe them but beautiful
0: yeah 100 i mean it's definitely the trophy case and in your trophy case basically uh to be able to have one of these footballs is really really beautiful like i said free to join all you have to do is sign up and you just all you gotta do is beat me and chris which is sometimes easier and sometimes not but <laughs> it depends on how we're doing that particular week Chaz, i know you've been getting a little bit more into fantasy football is there any advice that we can give you buddy
2: no, I, I just it, – it's so funny because my kid played. He was in a couple leagues, and I played one year. We did a family league, and and it really is – it's such it's such hard – to me, it's so much harder than sports betting. Like, that's yeah. just my opinion. It really is. And well, sports I guess it depends on what hard. you're
0: good at because I do look at sports betting. The, the amount of options on one game that you can bet on can be a little overwhelming at times, and I've only been doing it for a couple of years now – I usually like to stick to the basics, you know, certain lines, maybe a couple team parlays. That's why I love having you on the show because you really do a great job of explaining other things that you can bet on that are more guaranteed. Frankly, to win you some money, especially you're able to hedge it and do all the strategies and everything like that. So that's why I love being
2: able to have you on the show uh, every single week, man. It has totally changed the way I watch the games because now I remember that uh, some tight end, some kid had like three touchdowns on Monday night, and. I I didn't care about the over the under the spread. I was thinking, oh man, if you got him on your fantasy team, you're loving life. <laughs> so yeah, so that I, I appreciate it, guys. It's just it's a lot of fun, and it's only week seven. We got a long way to go.
0: I know I'm loving every minute of it. And I'm just glad that it keeps trucking along and knock on wood that it continues to do that. Chaz, we're going to let you go, man. I want to thank you again for coming on to the show. We're going to see you again, hopefully uh, next week. And we'll be back talking about our, our, sports bets next week as long along with our DFS lineups too. Chaz, you take care and good luck, my man.
2: All right, guys always be cashing as always.
0: Again, that was Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. Always giving us his gracious time. Always with some great insights too. I loved some of the bets that he was able to break down for us. Uh, Chris, we're gonna wind up calling the a show a little bit early because we are got through some content really fast, man. Look, you guys always make sure you're following us at Billy Up Fantasy on both. Twitter and on Facebook. You can check out the Billy Up Fantasy Live show. They're on Wednesdays from 8.30 to 10.30 Eastern time zone. You can check out my show, the MD's Fantasy Football Show, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, WWSRN on Thursdays and Fridays from 12 to 1.30. And of course, on your favorite streaming apps for Monday and Tuesday. We have the Sunday afternoon recap and we have the waiver wire report for you guys on Tuesday. Make sure you following us on social media at Billy Up MDFF Show too. That way you can get the player news update notifications that we were talking about. Chris, I believe you go live tomorrow morning with the start sit. Is that true?
1: That is true. As of now, we will be doing that every Sunday.
0: Ab- absolutely. Good. Yeah, you guys have to tune in on that. I'm available on social media at Billy of Show with that starting from 10 o'clock. Uh, just I'm there to answer your questions, whatever you guys may have heading into the week that's going to do it for us. We're on the Wide Sports Radio Network, presented by Belly Up Sports. Everyone, take care, be safe, good luck this weekend, and let's go win some money.